Time, Dr. Freeman? Is it that time Time again? (laughs) What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Franchise Unpacked. This is your host, Dave. And this is your other host, Zach. How are you, Zach? You know, I'm doing pretty good. Good. Doing pretty good. I think I might have said it on last week's episode, too, but like... This is like the hard-hitting allergy season for me. Oh, it's yeah, kind of yeah. like year-round for me. Like every new season, it hits me. But sure. man, like all day, if I sound like I have like the black plague, I'm fine. I just it's just those allergies it's stuffed man. up. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's these transition months starting to get a little colder. Here yeah, yeah. And, what yeah, about you? I, What's I'm going doing on? Well, we're a little pooped. Uh, Kim had her <laughs> wedding shower this last weekend, so we we're nice. Busy prepping for that and getting all the boxes and whatnot. But uh, yeah, yeah. No, it's. Uh, that's it's exciting. exciting stuff. Wiped out, but it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all it's all good things to be wiped oh, yeah. out with. Absolutely. Uh, which is, I mean, I, I'm right there with you. It's like just life is busy, but life is good. Uh, and you know, I was actually thinking about this earlier today. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a cheesy, sappy moment with you and the guests, uh, with you and the nerds. I just realized I was like, man, this podcast. We're going on like 38, 39 episodes somewhere. Like there. That, I've lost yeah. track. Uh, not including the minisodes. I'm like, we've done this for so long yeah. now. Like, we started in what? Uh, January. January. Yeah. yeah. So, we're, clo- so we're closing in. Yeah. It's just, it, it's not to me. And <laughs> it's, it's one of those things, like, I enjoy doing this so much that I think I would feel very off if I yeah. didn't do this in a week. You it's know, weird. if yeah. we had like a week off or something, I wouldn't like it. I'm like, well, it's too much time. I feel yeah. odd. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, you guys, today we're talking about a classic, mm-hmm. uh, a modern classic. And we say that a lot, but we do. I mean, it, this one, though, truly, I think, especially in the video gaming. It was circles, a game changer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pun intended. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we're talking about Half-Life, as Half-Life. you know, from clicking on this title. Yeah. And uh, it was when uh, Dave and I were discussing like, OK, well, which episode do we want to do next? You know, is it uh, do we want to do another video game, a movie, TV show? And we were scrolling through. We have like this list that we look through of just franchises that when we started the show, we just listed them all out. And we got to Half-Life and it was just like a pause. We're like. Yeah. yeah, let's do it. Yeah, this is the one. I haven't done that in a so, while. I, I got to ask the, the the question of the, the, of the week. What's the your huge. what was your first experience with Half Life? Like, what got you into it? When I really, it's weird. the The first experience I had, um, it was w- a few years after the very first game had come out. There was all this buzz being built up in two thousand and two, uh, for Half Life Two. Because that was that was in production. There had been a lot of setbacks with it. It had been delayed a lot. So there's always this buzz. And I had heard about Half-Life. I had heard about Counter-Strike, yeah. but I never played them. And my brother, I think it was circa, I was in middle school. I think it was in eighth grade. So like 2002-ish. He got it for, I believe, for Christmas or he his buddy. It was back when you could give a, your friend a CD of a game yeah. and you could still install it and play it right, without, without the, like the with, on the same copy. The yeah. Yeah. So I played the crap out of Half-Life. And I really loved it because yeah. really kind of like the only experience I had with first person shooters before that was doom, um, golden eye, stuff like that. And this added, you know, what I, what I loved about golden eye was there was the addition of like computer terminals and like things to interact. You could shoot the lock yeah. off. I remember in the first level, you shoot the lock off the yeah. gate and yeah. I was like, that's so cool. Like, okay. You're interacting beyond a right. level of just pointing and clicking. So this, and then half-life did that. Beyond, I, you could take your crowbar, break into yeah. areas and like, you know, break open boxes and stuff. And I was like, OK, this is 
an awesome new step. Yeah, yeah. And they were using, I believe, like the Unreal Engine, which uh, was, it was the Quake Engine. The Quake the Engine, time, yeah. yeah, before. Yeah, and then they switched over to their own, the Steam and all that stuff. But Yeah, uh, Valve, which but, I actually uh, have a lot of cool uh, notes that I was able to find yeah. on that, too. So I'm excited. Well, we'll get, get to that. that. And I remember, um, yeah, I remember playing that, and I remember playing Counter-Strike 1.6, which is oh, the yeah. original OG. I had that um, for Xbox. Like oh, the, yeah. Well, they did the orange box, right? Did they do an orange no, box no, release the, of that one? No, the, it was like for the original oh, the o- Xbox. Oh, there, wow. there was like a version of Counter-Strike that was, I don't know if it was like the exact same. I think it was 1.6, though. Probably, it had to be. It was because uh, that was that was well before Source. Yeah. The Source yeah. engine came out. But, uh, but, but what about you? I mean, and we'll we'll get into the uh, actual plot and history of the game in a minute. But what, yeah, was, your, yeah. uh, what was your history with it? So, yeah. and you guys, we're going to be discussing in this episode, it is a Half-Life episode, but we're going to be talking about counter-strike and team fortress 2 and portal and all these other they're uh, very yeah they all connect mostly half-life we'll discuss but it is they are very important so if you hear us mentioning those Mm -hmm. that's why but for me uh my half-life experience actually started with counter-strike source yeah so i played counter-strike source a lot and i loved it and then that got me into uh was it uh gary's mod yeah and i'd play that a bunch and make yeah for anyone who doesn't know what that is it was like uh like a total free form sandbox build whatever you want game yeah you could drop in npcs enemies you could you know build fortresses you could make your own games in it it was amazing and then i realized i was like okay well these are all like basically half-life 2 mods what's half-life 2 all about so i actually started with half-life 2 yeah uh and believe it or not i've actually never beaten half-life one i i've gone back and played it it's tough yeah it's tough it it's, is it's very long. difficult it's a long game yeah. from what i remember uh but i picked up half-life two and right out of the gate i was hooked like oh. i mean hooked, hooked i don't think i left my computer for like three days four days straight it's stunning it was yeah. truly a stunning game and i remember like the release of it all the build-up yeah. showing videos of it like look at just the it was just a huge leap. Well, and, and I didn't even have the, that build. I didn't even look at those yeah. trailers. I was just my buddies, Joe Campbell and Andrew Yasso. Shout out to you guys. Shout if you, out. If you listen to this. But um, they were I remember going to my buddy, buddy Andrew's house and we were playing Counter-Strike uh, 1.6 together. Uh-huh. But and we could play it on his he had multiple computers in his house and we could pl- all play together. Mm. But they were like, Dave, you got to come check this out. And they showed me like the preview videos. They're like, I've already right. pre-ordered it. And like, look at yeah. these, the trailer for yeah. the game. And I just remember seeing him like, oh, man, it's it's, this is stunning. This is out of control. And they the thing that really caught my eye about it specifically was it was the first game. One of the first games to, I think, take full advantage of the source engine, Mm -hmm. which oh, they built it for it. Yeah, I think. Yeah, 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 I I believe so. They created it with it. There's yeah, there's kind of a a buildup that led to the source engine, which we'll we'll get to. Um, But the thing that was so interesting to me was this engine was able to run this incredible, beautiful looking game on computers that weren't necessarily, you know, beefed up. Like I was using my parents' old computer and I was able to run Half-Life 2 just fine and Counter-Strike just fine, which just, it was incredible. They made it so much fun. I didn't have to go and spend all this money on a huge, you know, gaming computer. You could turn down all the, yeah, you you could turn down the graphics to what you needed them to be. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, but so for a little bit of history of the game, the first Half-Life game came out in 1998. um, Yes. And it follows the main character of Gordon Freeman, who is a theoretical physicist. Yes. uh, MIT graduate. He's a genius scientist guy. Uh, got glasses, got the cool goatee. Yeah, basically Walter White. Yeah, kind of a, yeah. looks very much like a, a Walter White with hair. Yeah. Um, and then, and what he is, he works at a place called the Black Mesa Research Facility, and it's out somewhere in like Arizona. It's in like the deserts, you know, 
I think in Arizona or something like that. Right. Like, um, and what it, and while working there, he inadvertently opens up a rift or yeah. their experimenting goes on, opens up a rift to another dimension. Or I don't know if it's another dimension necessarily, but like aliens start coming it, through. It is. It's demons. to, the, to uh, Zen. Zen. X E N. X E N. Yeah. Which is sort of like this interdimensional, uh, almost like a uh, what's the word? Like, like, like the limbo. upside down almost. It's like, it's like limbo. Like yeah. It's, it's uh, where I, Eleven goes in Stranger so, yeah. Things. That that really dark place. Somebody <laughs> referred to it online as a uh, a subway station between universes. So yeah, the, and these yeah. things are just waiting for a door to open and to like run out. So of right. course he fights them back. Yada yada yada. And of course during this fight back, a gov- the government agency um, comes in and tries to shut it down too. So you're working against the black ops and these aliens. Well, so it's like, do, the combine come in in episode. Two. Yeah. And half-life, half-life two, two is combine. Yeah. And which is an interesting. Why am I blanking we'll on the name of the that. final boss? Boss. The boss. The boss. The boss. The final boss from, uh, from half-life. It was like monolith. Monolith. Hold on. Hold on. From the first one or the second one? Nihilinth. Not Nihilinth. Nyland. Yeah, is that does that sound right? Maybe. I think so. Yeah, I think that's but but that was kind of interesting too because it you know they the first game took this approach of sort of this very extraterrestrial feeling. I mean the second one has that too. But this Nyland that you fight at the end is just this creepy fetus looking, you know, like boss baby. Yeah. There are far more creature monster esque in half life. Yes. When half life two comes around, it's actually takes place 20 years later. Uh, spoiler alert at the end of half life one, you're kind of thrown into a, I guess stasis. Yeah. Well, you're, you're, you're pulled into the, so be- before we get into half life yeah. two, I want to take a quick step back. Yeah. yeah um, we do need, cause yeah. I want to talk about uh, Gabe Newell. So Gabe Newell, uh, he's one of the founders of Valve. Mm-hmm. Uh, he founded it with uh, Mike Harrington. And so this dude, he's like Harvard dropout, but he's a genius. You know, of he course. would just take, uh, he like helped port Doom over to uh, Windows. Oh, wow. Because people were saying like, oh, Windows isn't a gaming you know platform. And he was like, no, let me show you. Yeah. So like he was big on that. Um, but he teamed up with Mike Harrington to create Valve on my birthday nice. in 1996, August nice. 24th. Uh and so Valve was working with the Quake engine, yep. which is what Half-Life was on. But they ended up, the reason that Half-Life looked so good, so much better than Quake, is they were modifying the engine so freaking heavily that eventually that engine became Source. So they basically took this engine and they tweaked it. They made it so Kept much better. Tweaking. And that's that's what led to them being able to create the Source engine. And, and that's kind of their whole mentality with all the sequels of this game or yeah. all the episodes. It's everything is a modded version of the previous. Almost. Right. It's like they built this, this whole game and Counter-Strike is a mod, right? It's basically well, a reskinning mod and a re, you know, some the way physics that they changes, had this engine but, set up was it, uh, especially for half-life. They released, I forget what it was called, but it was like a, almost like a sandbox builder, kind of like Gary's, Gary's mod. mod. Yeah. Kind of like, um, but it was for half-life one and that's where people created mods. And if they liked the mods enough, they would support them. Yeah. And that's how we got team fortress. The first one. Yeah. We got servers uh, dedicated. Yeah. And like, and so that led to, you know, team fortress Two. you get mods that were, uh, there was one mod for, I think it was for counter-strike. So again, that's a mod of a mod of a mod almost, but, yeah. uh, not that counter-strike was a mod, but you know what I'm saying? They, they modded it so that a bunch of NPCs with knives would chase you, which led to left for dead. Yeah. They, they saw another game company developing this portal esque game and they said, Hey, use our engine. 
come work for us. And then we got Portal. It's just it's put all it, these. Put it, yeah, Portal is in is in fact in the same universe as Half Life. Yes, They're, they actually share. And it's funny reading this article. I'm on a Wikipedia article right now, and the very first sentence of the of the of Half Life One's article is the first game in the Portal series. Right. And I'm like, oh no. It's, I mean, oh man. Portal you should say Portal up. is the most recent game in yeah. the Half Life series. Let's put it um, that way. Um, it's just, I just thought it was really cool that they backed up mods like that. Yeah. And then the last thing that I wanted to bring up before we really dive into Half Life Two mm-hmm. is it ran off of steam. It was actually the first game to ever require that you have a steam login and steam set up on your computer to run it. Uh, And steam was also created by valve, which now is their powerhouse. I mean, that's how, that's how you play games on your computer nowadays. Uh, So that was just, I thought that was a really interesting sort of uh, chain of events. You know, this guy, Harvard dropout teams up with another programmer. They create valve. They get the quake engine. They modify it. They make the source engine. They make steam. And it just becomes this behemoth. I, I know that I use that word a lot, but it's it's true. It, yeah. it genuinely did just blow up to being this huge proportion, which led us to Half-Life 2. And, and like you were saying, so the what happens at the end of Half-Life 1 is the G-Man, who we'll talk a little bit more about. There's some there's some history there. But uh, the G-Man puts you in this state. He basically says, you can come and work for me yep. or you can die. And if you so if you turn him down, obviously he, he transports die. you to this room yeah. where these like things just, you know, annihilate you. They're like alien creatures. I don't know exactly what they are. But then if you say you'll work for him, he puts you in a stasis, essentially. But yeah. for asleep. yeah, for 20 years. And then the beginning of Half-Life 2, you're you know, you wake up on a train and it's that that when I open up the episode with that, like time, time. Dr. Freeman. Is at that time again, and he wakes you up he to wakes go you do up. work. And he's already, yeah, he's sending you to a place called City 17. It's yes. an Eastern European city. What has happened in the 20 years since the events of the first one? Uh, a race of interdimensional police, basically, the Combine. Yeah. They have, they've exploited the rifts that were open in the first one and have come through. Now, the Combine consists of, there are, they utilize aliens like those tall, yes. the stalkers and stuff. Yeah, they which have, are they, so cool. Which are really cool. You got to take them down with rocket launchers. It's really yeah. awesome. They you and like the flying creatures and stuff. They've yep. they've utilized this. They're like weird mechanical alien hybrids. But then there yeah. are also humanoid. The combine is run by yeah, walking, like, talking human. They almost sound like they're all talking through a walkie yeah, talkie. It's really creepy and cool. It's like it almost um in the new Star Wars movies, Kylo Ren when he wears his mask. Yeah, it sounds like that muffled walkie talkie. Right, right. And it's but it's gibberish and like code gibberish. Yeah, they're the combine speaking. And you can, and sometimes they'll speak to you where you can hear them. Yeah, you can hear, they'll hear, you'll hear yeah. co- the actual words because it's like, which confused me. I was like, so are these people ruling and also using aliens? But then you realize, right. no, they're all from another dimension. Right. And they're coming, they've come and taken over Earth. Yeah. Um, and well, you're and, sent there to kind of. And an interesting thing the with the combine is they're able to uh, teleport between dimensions, mm-hmm. between, or I'm sorry, between universes. But once they're in a universe or a dimension, they can't teleport within that. They can't leave. So yeah. they're, they they can go somewhere else, but, but they, they can't like shoot to you in another country right. or something. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, that's really interesting that they added in that detail. Yeah. That's something else that leads to the G man discussion mm-hmm. later. Just keep that in mind. Oh yeah. Cause I watched way too much game theory and prep for this episode and it got me. It's so G man's. He's one of my, he's like the, uh, 
It's why I like the new that season of uh, or the first season of Haunting on Hill, of Hill House on yeah. Netflix. You, there's all the fun ghosts you see in the background, right? And the G Man is exactly that. In Half Life One, he does the same thing. Yeah, he's popping up. You'll come. You'll open a door and you'll be in a long hallway. And at the very end of that hallway, you'll see another open door, and that G Man will be standing in it, staring at you. And, and as you approach, terrifying. he then closes the door, and you, then he's gone. Well, or he'll be up in a window in a building uh, just, when like, you're walking, walking down a street. And yeah, and her, he'll just glance at you, and he's always holding a briefcase. Yeah. And the the little rumor has it that one of the theories is that the G-Man is Gordon so, in the f- even further future, because they have the same exact color eyes. They look, their structure, their facial structure is the same. So the theory that I heard, I guess I'm going to say it now, yeah. is that, uh, is that uh, the G-Man is a Nihilinth. He's another one of the bosses that you fight at the end of Half-Life 1. He has hmm. the ability to teleport because he, he's moving around all over the place. Uh, and then he's got like this sort of interdimensional feel to him. He's got this sort of control over time and space. So he has all of those same powers. And there's mention of Nihilinths that were before the one that you fight, like almost different versions of it. So I like that. I like the idea that because they've put portal into this series and they put all these, you know, in it's actually in the universe that this G man, there's this company like owned black science, aperture science that owns, owns aperture that owned black Mesa. Right there. The, and he is a true government man or he's working for, he's a company guy, but it looks like he's teleporting everywhere, but it's just that he's just, Interesting. There. Yeah. He just he you run into him. He never appears in front of you. You turn and he's he's been in a window looking right. at you the entire time. You're like, right. oh, how long has he been there? Yeah. Whoa, yeah. that's super scary. And then he just then he walks off. So and then you won't see him for another 20 minutes into so another the, area. And the other cool thing with uh, Half-Life 2, especially that I wanted to talk about, they were they're a great example of how to teach your player a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've mentioned it on the show before, but there's a YouTube channel called um, Game Maker's Toolkit. Yes. Uh, or yeah, I think the channel is called Game Maker's Toolkit. Uh, the guy, the guy that narrates his name is Mark Brown. He's incredible. He does a great job of like analyzing all these games. And he talks about how when you're playing Half-Life 2, they show you how to do everything. Yeah. Like they don't, they, they tell you a few things, but uh, even if you take, um, having to pick up that soda can that the guy throws at you, you learn how to pick something up. You learn how to throw it. My favorite example is when you get to Ravenholm, which yeah. scary as hell. Yes. Uh, when you get to Ravenholm, the first time you see a zombie, it's behind a fence. So yep. it can't hurt you. So you're introduced to it. The second time when you're like, or not maybe not the second time, but when you're getting ready to see how to use a saw blade, your path is blocked with saw blades. Yeah. You pick one up with the gravity gun and a zombie walks out in front of you. There's just, only one button to wow, push. Yeah. Like, and then you throw it and you realize, oh, I can chop these guys in half. The whole game does this incredible job of teaching you how to play as you play. Portal did it as well. They yes, know they have yes. this very, they're like, look at all of the physics that we have created with this engine. Look at what you can. It's like, there's so much you can do in this world that we've right. created, but we're not just going to list it out for you. We're not going to make you read a bunch of stuff. Right. We're not going to make you do the stupid, like, 10 million repetitive tasks, which is awful. And it's like, you know, it, 
GTA 5 also did a very good job. They start you literally in a high stakes bank heist where you right. have to shoot your way out, get in a car, escape police. So it's 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 in a mission. It yeah. works. It's it's thematic. Like you said, you have the gravity gun. You pull the saw. You have to to get through. Right. But as you do, it triggers the it's just, it triggers. It forces you to use it because it's like, right. This activated the zombie coming out. You yeah. like you said, there's only one thing you do if unless you want to switch your weapon, which I don't know which why I you don't, would. Yeah, because you're like, wait a minute, I'm holding a floating saw blade right, right. now. What do you think well, I'm going to do? And it does a <coughs> excuse me, excuse, I'm dying. Oh goodness, oh gosh, <coughs> oh jeez, his second week in a row, he's dying on Mike. I'm back. Um, We're back. It, but it's it's great too that they they teach you that without saying a huge text box on screen. You know, press right to you know throw saw blades at. And you mentioning the gravity gun, that right yeah. there, you, you don't get the gravity gun to like maybe about halfway through the, a little more than halfway yeah. through the game, maybe, Until that's the, which like is the crowbar. greatest thing. Yeah. You're already good at the game. You already know the mechanics, you yep. know the physics, you know how to operate within the world. And then they give you something like, okay, now that you're good at this, we're going to give you the ability to play in it. Right. And it's right. just, and it's not like everything's necessary that you need. You do need the gravity gun for several puzzles, of course. Yeah. But and then there's it like just the upgraded gravity you gun can, you get. And the, yeah, the cool thing is they're like, now this gun, it only can manipulate objects. It can't create, it can like do the, it can't do like a force pulse. It can't like shoot energy, right. any enemies in like, like bullets or anything. But that's the thing. Like, so if you want to use this in combat, you better be good at our physics engine. But if you are good at our physics engine, it's that it's much rewarding. more fun. Yeah. You can have a blast. And then eventually you can pick got dead bodies up and be throwing them around. At yeah, dudes. that's when you get the upgraded when, one when yeah, you're the at blue the Citadel. One or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, Which is just a blast. It was real. yeah, just a really, the AI for Half-Life 2, it set so many standards for, for, game, for first-person gaming in 2004. The, yeah, well, the AI was great. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, it was... I think it was the first game in like the first person shooter genre to actually properly incorporate puzzles and action. Yes. Now, could you, this might be a little ahead of its time and I might be mixing games, but could you, if you were ever, you remember those times you would meet up with like freedom fighters and you'd help fight them and, yeah. and fight with them. You couldn't give commands at all or like basic, uh, like point click and hit E to send them. I no, think I think that's so. way ahead. I'm like, yeah, jumping I don't the gun think so. on that. But the AI was still very intelligent, yeah. including and when you run into the when I remember there's the scene when you I think first get the pistol. When you first get a gun, you're in like a it reminds me of um, in Terminator 2. There's the when the motorcycle chase, it's that that famous L.A. riverbed. It's right. that some, you know, yeah, under yeah. a highway. It's a very famous basin. It, you were in like this. You're like, oh, no, there's these fence. I'm in like a sewer drainage. And you start to hear that. Right. All those yeah, guys, the voice. And they start you. running in. And I was like, oh, crap, here they come. They know I'm a threat. And they, they sent one of those little probe guys at first yeah. that take your picture and get really annoying. Yeah. And like click <laughs> flash lights in your eyes. And I remember shooting that down and then that triggered them and i was like oh they're taking active cover and not just running like continuing to run out into the open at me like perfect dark or golden eye you know like oh they know i'm here they're not gonna hide around the corner of course i had like the super fun ragdoll physics oh yeah yeah and it was like and like we're saying this was it was a huge leap but these were still hilarious times for ragdoll physics it was 2004 guys we didn't have you know it wasn't all the, the way there yet, but crazy, the but is, it was though, a huge jump. It still holds up. Yeah. And then you, they even made uh so they had not really DLC, but they had like expansions. Episodes one, two, and supposed to be a third, but never, but happened. never happened. Uh, but they even had uh what was it called? It was like a tech demo called Lost Coast. Uh, was, yes. I don't know if you ever played that, but it was 
it was a really really short just like almost like a like mini a 30 story. minute epic level yeah there's no really even combat you were just kind of walking through and observing yeah, the scenery gordon was his goal is literally was- to climb a cliff yeah. And destroy a combine like artillery or something. Yeah, it wasn't I remember. Combat? I don't remember. And literally it was they put you on a cliff to show you massive draw distance. Yeah. And so to that show was you the how point. good the water looked. And how and good like, like look. And this was a huge step up from Half-Life, which had just came out the year prior. And yeah. this was just DLC for that game. So they're like, look, the rest of the game does not look like this, but this episode does. Right. And we're modding it so that, you know, it eventually the if there is a half-life 3 it could be this capability which Which brings us to the present of the franchise yeah well a little bit let's talk about we did mention counter-strike and portal yes briefly portal so much fun if you guys haven't played portal or portal 2 check it out it's it's exactly the best games i've ever played it's it's all like hilarious narration by awesome actors. Yeah. Um, and J.K. Simmons is in. Uh, yeah. He's great. Um, but the idea is you're a lab experiment. And you don't know what's going on. And they give you a portal gun that can create an orange and a blue portal. And they connect. And you've got to figure out all these amazing physics puzzles the, by uh, either you going through the, the portals. The best puzzles I've ever played. I've never. It's brilliant. Yeah. Well, especially when they start doing the thing where it's like, you've got to shoot a portal up there, then put one right at your feet, get up to the ceiling, then be, drop another one so your momentum continues. Right. And it's like, that's brilliant. And then fire one off to the side yeah. so that you fire in a different direction. Yeah. When you finally shoot down again, you have enough momentum right. then to shoot across. It's just so brilliant. good. So please do it. If you don't check out any game, even Half-Life, check out Portal because it is far more a smaller kind of a, just yeah. a more fun put easy, it down pick it up to, you know a lot of fun yeah um well, whereas even, half-life's got a little more story and they did release the uh the orange box for the xbox 360 yes. which were yeah ports yeah ports it might have been for ps3 as well but yeah it was ports i think of so. these games and uh it gave you half-life 2 and both episodes and counter-strike source not counter-strike source no. it gave you team fortress 2 yes, and portal um, Team Fortress 2 also great a lot of fun multiplayer deathmatch yeah. so a lot more cartoony than these games very, very cartoony. cartoony fun just if you type in Team Fortress and look at a picture you'll be like oh it's like stylized yeah, yeah. Uh, cell shaded almost I'd be surprised if you haven't seen like a meme from it or something oh I'm sure usually the, the sniper the guy the cowboy hat sniper yeah. is a big one yeah um, and then Counter-Strike now I played the crap out of Counter-Strike. You and I, I mean, both, man. I was, that was, that I was, was one of the a, first ways that you and I became friends. Yeah, we had a Counter-Strike yeah. party at, at my apartment. Everybody brought all their computers yeah. and stuff. Um, back in the day, bringing your PC over to somebody's yeah. house. Uh, <laughs> but party. I used to play, like, we weren't ranked, but we would play league matches and stuff. And we would, like, every week, we, you know, these crazy yeah. five-man teams. I just, uh, digression. Rush B. I remember when we were, it was, again, one of the first times that you and I had hung out. It was a Counter-Strike source land party at your place. And I remember the moment that I knew that you and I were going to be, we were going to be friends. We were going to be all right was I was playing and I got like a, I'll admit it was a pretty nice kill. And I look over and you weren't looking up from your laptop and you just go, nice kill, Zach. Nice, nice kill. kill. You were nice like, kill, Zach. nice kill. <laughs> you were oh, just yeah. so amped. I was like, all right, it's let's so, do this. Oh man. Cause Counter-Strike was, it was a wild, it was the first experience game where it was a first person shooter with locational damage. Yeah. It, extremely realistic. One bullet will kill you. Even if it's not a headshot, if you are shot in a vital, like a heart without right. body armor, you're dead or you will take, if you are shot in the leg, you're going to take 95 out of your 100 damage. And there was something very so satisfying realistic. about like you, once you got the hot keys down, a match oh, yeah. starts, you know what gun you're picking, B, you know how much money B1, you B3, B3, B4, B2, yep. all that. Oh, I still yep. remember that. You, oh, yeah. All those codes. And out. you'd have certain guys, you'd have your sniper in the group, you'd have your, yep. you know, your assault guys. It was, I, I even remember like 
all the the strats dave simons and i had uh the fun if things weren't going well for the team at the beginning of every match we'd yell shoddy if it was dust two which was one of the most famous maps yeah uh we'd yell shoddy rush b if we were the terrorists and everyone on our team would equip shotguns and then (laughs) all of us would immediately run through the tunnels into bombsite b five people shotguns and flashbangs just shooting and usually when you're playing a league game match it's very tactical and so when you bum rush a bunch of people getting up in their face they don't know what to do and every now and then we'd win a match but if we were competing against we should go and play some cs source cs go now yeah cs go which is a global offense which was amazing we Um, should play that so and then that kind of leads to the future of the franchise a little bit so there was counter-strike source with half-life 2 then a few years later they announced that global offensive is coming out right counter-strike go and because they're like listen we've been upgrading our we no longer are using source or we are using source but it's now not what you even remember right. it as yeah. so we've got all these new potential and everyone's like oh goody half-life three yeah. this is the announcement nope we got counter-strike you're like okay great which is weird you're like but counter-strike's always been like the multiplayer aspect of a half-life game right like when you got half-life one out, yeah. you had the ability to download download counter-strike source same with half-life 2 you could get counter-strike source yeah and then um but then everyone's like where's half-life 3 where's half-life 3 they were like oh we're still doing an episode 3 for half-life 2 and they're like nobody wants that and (laughs) and then i guess a bunch of in the mid to or late 2000s a few writers dropped off and went to like uh the production studio did like epic mickey i don't know if you ever played that game it's a really great dark disney game it was very Mm. cool for the the wii um but it just has got fell, fallen by the it's, wayside. And it sucks. And it it's, really sucks. It's been a big, uh, like people make fun of Valve. They say Valve can't count to three. They can't. Because, you know, they do, they have Half-Life 1 and 2. Episodes 1 and 2. Team Fortress 1, one and, two. and 2. Portal 1, one and, and two. 2. Like it's. And it's been 15 years I don't since think Half-Life 2. I don't think we're getting an episode or a, a Half-Life 3. I don't think it's happening. I don't think it's happening soon. I really think what they're doing, because have you heard about the Valve box? yeah it's their that, system isn't it the the valve index is the valve index thing? i yeah. think that or it, it's like basically the their yes yeah i think because half-life's always been a first-person shooter they're waiting until they have vr where they want it to be for it's a job. half-life 3 game i'd be okay with that i would absolutely be okay i, with I that. would wait for i would very VR. much be okay but here's the thing we even we don't even have an announcement we they i scoured right. the we don't have rumors of right writers occur oh, writers no. rumors occurring we don't have rooms of people being rumors of people being hired for nameless teams at these offices right valve is there's no sign of it so the only thing which is very interesting i heard was that jj abrams is in talks with valve this was mm-hmm. as of 2016 and 17 and it's still scripts are being written for a half-life film and a portal film interesting and I I'm, I, I would, that. I'm all about JJ being producer of it because if you watch sure. Lost, that was all about rifts and dimensions. Right. He's all about this, that high, he, he did, you know, he's all about that higher sci-fi, that like right. the, the, theoretical sci-fi, yeah, I very call it. very elevated. Like in yeah. our world, but you can open up a rift and then everything gets wacky. Yeah. Right, right. So I would, I would be very intrigued to see how they would go about a half-life movie if they did i don't want gordon well, as the main character let me let me ask you this then okay so we're getting to you know sort of the future of the franchise what we want yeah. to see from it uh what would you want to see out of out of a movie and then what would you we'll get to the game after yeah. so what would you want to see out of a movie i would uh 
if not a movie, episodic series, I sure. think would be a little bit better. Netflix you could have great with that. Yeah, you could have like an eight, 10 episode series. You could have multiple characters in different areas. Like you've got yeah. scientists in the Black Mesa. Then you've got scientists at the Aperture. Then you've got your higher up bad guys, the G-Man, right. re- figure out who the G-Man is. He would be like, I want to see the G-Man. He is inspired, has to be inspired by the smoking man from X- X-Files. I'm sure. The sm- yeah. He's just the silent, stoic, yeah. suit-wearing G-Man, literally, yeah. who just doesn't say much. Um, so I would love to see that kind of a character. Give us a Gordon Freeman, but I'd almost want it him to be a, a Mad Maxian in a low, like he's not the main character, but he comes in and right. kind of helps and saves the day and is like, and is a legend. Like I he wonder is in who two. would follow though, because he's almost been given this elevated position. In he's a legend. Like, I, I think yeah. I would be okay with it following. That's Gordon. why in Half-Life two, it's so cool. Cause in ha- you yeah. only play as Gordon in Half-Life one until Half-Life two. Cause there are four or five, right. there's blue shift where you play as a black Mesa security guard who sees Gordon in other rooms. It's cool. You're right. All of the um, little, quote unquote sequels to half-life one were all during the same time frame from different perspectives in this, in the black Mesa. Oh, okay. It was all. And then there was opposing force, which you were the, the, the black ops coming in to stop it and kill Gordon. So it's this whole, you were playing all, all different viewpoints, which is a very, another, I had never seen before. And I don't think they'd done before. And by 98, they probably used that a lot of the same happened. levels too, like the yeah. same level layouts, just, Oh yeah. Like, reversed them into a different game, made them harder. And you're literally yeah. running backwards through the game or into other I, areas. I think I agree with you on the, on the television series or like a Netflix series. Mm-hmm. I think that would serve it a little bit better. Cause there's so much story to be told there and combine that you make it half-life portal mix. Yeah. Make it I, I agree there for sure. And, and you could even really like, you know, get into the nitty gritty of the, the government conspiracies mm-hmm. and the, you know, well, what's going on in Black Would we Mesa. play with time? We could do it where yeah. there's 20 years, there's a difference. You're seeing stuff in the past at Black Mesa, and then you're seeing stuff with Aperture and the fall of, like, City 17 and Ooh, the fall yeah. of the Combine after that. And then, because uh, they never give us a real time frame with Aperture. We know that right. it has been around since the 50s and 60s, because yep. I love that you travel back through time, basically, yeah. through their laboratories, yeah. getting all the recordings. So they've been, so that's kind of interesting interesting that aperture is probably the main creators of black they've been around the longest yeah it could have well and also in yeah in portal though they do talk about like you know in the song still alive like maybe black Mesa. yeah yeah so like the, the incident they always call like, it the incident you know if that's are they the parent company are they the you know one of well, the, they're, i bet it's a little nudge nudge wink wink they're trying to brush it under the yeah. rug you know they they know they screwed up <laughs> i will say though like as far as a future video game goes to jump over to that yeah. I think for Half-Life 3, I think it'd be cool. It needs to follow the same formula. It's got to be a first-person shooter. Yep. If they make it VR, they need to make a non-VR version as yeah, well. Yeah, it has to be compatible. Um, and, and they and, might be waiting for that, too, a successful port where you can have switch in and yeah. out freely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then on top of that, you kind of just got my mind rolling on something. What if, you know, there's always been something kind of a cool, I don't want to say gimmick, but something that's unique uh, as far as a weapon goes in these games like you have the portal gun the gravity gun what if there was a gun that allowed you to fast forward or reverse time yeah based on where like almost like there's like a grenade lob and where that grenade explodes or there's like an orb of time that's different even simpler you create you bring in because they're in the same universe portal abilities into half-life either yeah. portal portal abilities just basic or these rifts they're not like the it's you're say it's 
that'd be cool. Half-Life 3 takes place before Portal 1. They're or right before it, so they're working on the technology. Right. And instead of opening just regular portals like they've been trying to do the whole time, they eventually get there. This These ones might open up time rifts or might have be yeah. kind of all over so you're not entirely sure what's yeah, going to happen. Yeah, I would really it. like that. That'd, that'd be, be kind of neat. That'd be awesome. And then you can tie the the universes together even. Well, and we also want to know what you guys want to see out of these upcoming games oh, yeah. and, you know, well, if we get enough Cuz we're game. just in a drought. It it's yeah. shocking with the advancements in everything and how and they Half-Life and Half-Life 2 have been touted as both revolutionary games yeah. and that it's just what are we doing? Nothing. Well, and it's well because wait now Counter Strike Go. I sorry to interrupt. No, but you're good. They were a big E League before. Um, they were the first E League games, I believe. E League, E League, you know, like the big gaming leagues oh, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was Counter Strike Go, and then uh, what's it called? Overwatch. Overwatch yeah. really took over, and then Fortnite. And then Fortnite, all that unfortunately, Ugh. I'm not a Fortnite fan. We're going to have to do a Fortnite episode. We will. Not gonna be we'll do a playthrough. We'll do play with it, too. I Ugh. think. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know why. Not, That'd be a better video. One. I'm not trying That'll to be a better on Fortnite. I'm just not a fan. No, it's um, <laughs> sorry if you're listening. It was like great Fortnite. at the time. And you're like, yay, this is going to revolutionize how people play games with each other. And it could also. And it did. It, it, it will also be a help in the bridge of it's, all it's, across compatibility. It stole PUBG, but that's OK. Yep. It, it it in some ways it improved and so well that's a whole we'll get into it that's a yeah. tangent um yeah. but i just wanted to say really quick before we go because we're, we're actually hitting the end of our time here i uh, i just wanted to say thank you guys because august was by far our biggest we month. had a banner month yeah as a podcast so yeah. and that's Huge all thanks lessons. to you guys for listening and sharing and subscribing spreading the word yeah and uh, i know that i've been a little bit behind on the youtube uploads so i'm gonna get on that but if you guys can just rate us, you know, subscribe to us, go out and, you know, check us out on YouTube. Share, 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 share. Sharing is the biggest thing. Sharing honestly. is caring. Uh, sure. And it can be fun. What's that from? Sharing is caring. It can be fun. That's, oh, it was like a commercial. Something. I feel like. Oh, uh, it's uh, something. Anyway, we'll, 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 something. We'll, we'll do a whole it's episode. Weird. On now it's is weird that I feel like I recently just heard right? or read that. And I don't I know like why. It. I, okay. <laughs> and, and as you guys know, from the mini show that released, we're going to have a, uh, a cool, Sort of surprise, not really surprise, but we're going to be doing a lot of cool Halloween themed things in yes. October. So stick Ooh, around for that. Uh, Dave, do you got anything else? I don't think so. I don't think I, I do think. either. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, yeah, we'll be seeing you next week. Take care, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. The next franchise we'll be unpacking is Rick and Morty. But in the meantime, feel free to drop us a line with any questions, comments, or future episodes at FranchiseUnpacked at gmail.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. And be sure to share so we can keep these episodes coming your way. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time.